Are you a woman who's considered investing in a franchise or running one yourself? Are you searching for honest information to help you make the best decision for your future? Have you ever worried about whether the information you're finding has your best interests in mind? We're here to help. Welcome to Franchise Rising. I'm your host, Aaron Carpenter. Let's get going. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Franchise Rising podcast. This is your host, Aaron Carpenter. Today, I'm bringing to you a very special guest. Her name is Bree Booz, and Bree is the owner of two Club Pilates studios in the San Diego area. In this episode, you're going to hear about her journey from working at a physical therapy desk all the way to owning two Club Pilates franchises. It wasn't all, all easy, so you're going to hear the nitty-gritty details, the, the highs and the lows of her journey. We hope you really enjoyed this episode, and if you do, we just want to remind you to please subscribe to the show so that we can send you future episodes. Also, if you have any more questions or would like to learn more, go to FranchiseRising.com. Without further ado, let's get going with today's show. Thank you so much for joining us today, everyone. It's a gorgeous day here in San Diego, and we're, we're having a lot of fun getting started launching our show. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Bree Booz. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. <laughs> Bree and I, so Bree and I were first connected last year, maybe last summer, by my mother, who is a uh, member of her studio, Club Pilates Studio. She's a raving fan. And, you know, I, 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 we, we'll get into Bree a little bit later, but I, I have to mention this. You know, it's just a funny little anecdote. My mother... Uh, watches my daughter once a week, once or twice a week, and has always helped out with my kids uh, a little bit. And I, I literally had to change the days when she would watch her because my mom didn't want to commit to Fridays because that's when her favorite instructor teaches at the Club Pilates studio. <laughs> so, so needless to say, Club Pilates took precedent over uh, <laughs> for my three-year-old, now four-year-old daughter. So anyway, I was, you know, I've known about her studio for a long time. I've heard about Brie. I've heard about Deanna, this instructor. And when it came time to start Franchise Rising and the podcast, I said, Mom, you got to connect me with this woman. You know, she's uh, clearly doing something right. So I am just, I'm, I'm thrilled. Brie's our first franchisee on the show. And I'm just excited to, to share her story. So a couple little things that I discovered about Brie before you get started. Uh, you know, this Brie has a has had a passion for health and wellness from day one. You, know, you you graduated from Colorado State University with a degree in health and exercise science, and uh, I, I'm willing to bet. But little little did you know by that time you would find yourself seven years later owning two, going on three Club Pilates franchise locations. Is that right? Correct. No right. idea. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, in this interview, let's go ahead and explore your journey through up, up until this point, and uh, let's find out a little bit more about what, what brought you to where you are today. So let's get started with Brianna Booz. Awesome. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Cool. So Bri, thank you so much for joining us today. This is great. Tell me a little bit about yourself, aside from what I introduced. Yeah. So, um, so 
just like you said, I graduated um, from Colorado State, um, went and got my degree in health and exercise science. Um, from then, I went to go work at a physical therapy clinic um, as a front desk. Um, so I was born and raised in Colorado, so um, it's very cold there. So two about two years after I graduated college, I'm working a physical therapy desk. Um, and... I was like, I just need to be in a warmer climate. It needs to be warm at all times. And I'm out of here, Colorado. Um, so moved to San Diego by myself. Um, still worked at a physical therapy desk. Eventually went to uh, Northwestern Mutual and was an assistant to two financial reps there. Um, and then got into Pilates, became a certified instructor, and then started kind of exploring the idea of franchising because I did my teacher training program through Club Pilates. So it being a franchise in itself had me, had the wheel spinning. Um, did it with one of my best friends here who eventually did franchise uh, Club Pilates Studios before we even started doing it. So um, just kind of got my wheels spinning and here I am. <laughs> did you always, Brie, did you always see yourself as an entrepreneur? I mean, you, you moved out here, you started working for Northwest Western Mutual, excuse me, excuse me. What was that point, that, that trigger, that turning point that, I mean, aside from teaching, taking, doing teacher training that said, huh, I'm going to go from being an instructor to owning one. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a, that's a big shift in career. Yeah. And I remember the exact day um, we went, um, every year for New Year's Eve, we go with our best friends, um, who own Club Pilates in Orange County. They own, they literally just opened their fourth studio this past weekend. Um, so, and we hadn't, we hadn't bought into this, to the franchise yet. Um, we go to Mexico and they're like telling us about it. We're asking lots of questions. We had a really awesome time in Mexico. I was obsessed with it, loved it. We come back and the first day back at my corporate office, it's like the serious like Sunday scaries, but Monday and back at a corporate office, back to the usual grind. And I just was crying. <laughs> like my, luckily the two guys that I worked for weren't there yet. So I was crying and I called my friend, um, that owns the studios. And I was like, I cannot, I can't, I just can't do this. Like I do not want to sit at a desk anymore. I want freedom. I want to be able to work really hard and make the money that I want to make and, you know, have unlimited vacation. I want, this is like a different life than what I have right now that I am picturing. And she was like, well, you can ask, you know, about Club Pilates. So I, um, I emailed the, the new owner, Anthony, um, about any possibilities in San Diego. I knew that since he had taken ownership, there was some reorganization in Club Pilates. So I was like, maybe there's something available that we can do in San Diego. Because uh, with Christopher, my husband, his business is in Coronado. So there's no chance of us relocating to do studios anywhere else. And Luckily, there were studios available, and we just kept the conversation going, and here we are. <laughs> wow. So 
let's just take me back to that that time, that day when you got back from your vacation with your friends. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm presuming that was with your now husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And does he work in a in a corporate environment? No, he uh, he also works um, for himself. He's in the real estate business, okay. so they they have their their business, entrepreneur yeah. business. So. Got it. So he gets it. Oh yeah, he got it. Yeah. Is it, is there and and there are a lot of women in your shoes uh, or in your shoes at that point who mm -hmm. who may not have the the partner who who gets it. And so, you know, there, there are all sorts of challenges that we all rep, run up against. Uh, so you, you, you sat in that office, you go back, you feel like, what is, you started to cry. Yeah. What, why, what was it you wanted? I, I heard freedom from a financial perspective, from a time perspective, flexibility. Like what, what was that feeling like? Just knowing, like, yeah. you scared or did you feel suffocated or, cause I mean, I've, I felt that before as well. Yeah. I, I just felt, yeah, like I was being suffocated. I just felt like I, I just could, I, I know that when there's like something changes inside of me where I'm like, I know that this is what I want. I get into this like extreme, like impatient, like I like will not do it any longer until I have exactly what I've like have this burning, like yearning to have. So I knew I was like, I, I inquired about it. Like that day sent Anthony an email. He was super quick on the email, wrote back. He gave some options and we just started talking about it. And I immediately felt like, okay, this is like, I think this is like, has to be like the direction that I have to go in because it's just not here in a desk. Mm -hmm working for <laughs> they were more like my friends like I more so just like hanging out with them but I hated the finance business I hated it um <laughs> and so um yeah I, I I just had I had to make a change like I just couldn't I suffocating I guess is the best way to describe it yeah, yeah. I felt like sick to my stomach like just sitting there and being in a corporate office. <laughs> Did you have any, so you had that moment, you emailed Anthony. Did you ever have any thoughts like, oh, maybe this is just the grass is greener on the other side, uh, you know, any sort of trepidation about that? Or were you just, you know, ready? Um, yeah, I think that the idea that maybe um, it, it my desire to do it just trumped all of that. And later I'll probably get into like where I had my doubts where later on when you're actually in it, you're like, Oh, like maybe I shouldn't have like tried so hard for this. And now I'm here and I have it. And I'm like, uh, but at the time, yeah, it, it didn't matter what I thought. Like maybe the grass is greener on the other side. I just knew that that was like the life that I wanted and that, this is probably the way that I'm going to get said life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through Club Pilates. I love that. So what if, if there was a woman in your spot at that time, you know, at, at that point saying, hey, I want to do it. I got to do it. What, what, what advice would you give her? I mean, or him too, but our audience yeah. is mostly female. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, so I have a 
a couple girlfriends that have been asking me about it. They're kind of in that same position recently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I keep thinking, I'm like, they should listen to this um, podcast. I'll tell them about it. But, um, but yeah, I'm super encouraging and supportive, but also pretty honest where I'm like, you know, there, there's like those, um, I don't know, those like superstar stories where the franchise, you know, studio, boutique, fitness studio, whatever it is, has an epic location and it crushes it. But then there's also like those real life studios that you have to really put a lot of time and effort in to grow it. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's worth it more so to do that, um, than work in a corporate office. So I'm very encouraging and I'm like, all right, I think you should do it. (laughs) Yeah. So, and sometimes we just need someone to, you know, give us that nudge and help, you know, push us over the edge to do it. And, and I'll just share something personal on that. No, and that, and that's regarding franchise rising. This has been an idea for the last two years and something that we've been floating around and, and doing passively. And, you know, I, I've had a couple really influential women over the past few months of my life say, Aaron, let's, you need to step on the gas pedal. You know, there are people out here who want to hear the stories. There are tons of women who, who want that opportunity, uh, you know, and, and really don't know where to start and just need the information. So, uh, yeah. So, so here, here we are. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Good. We help achieve that, but it's, you know, you really, I mean, I think in anything in life, but especially in entrepreneurship, you've got to surround yourself with people who, who have that positive, encouraging mentality. When he bought Club Pilates from Allison, the original owner, um, he inherited on his like overall balance sheet five studios, which became corporate studios, so corporately owned studios. So all the studios that Allison owned in San Diego, that includes Morena, Bankers Hill, Del Mar, Rancho Bernardo, and La Mesa. Those studios were all considered Anthony's or corporates. And um, sorry, did you have a question? No, no, I just wanted to clarify real quick. So Allison was the previous franchisor, the owner of the the, the franchise corporate franchise. And she's then, the one that started all. She of started it. And then he she invented it. <laughs> he invented it. She started it. Sorry, she invented it. <laughs> he invented it. Yep. And Anthony. She, invented. she sold it to Anthony. She sold it to Anthony. So Anthony yeah. is now corporate. He was now the franchisor and had five units that were inherited that he, all of which he's selling or just. Yeah. So he's um, selling all five studios, which are, they have all been sold now, but um, at the time only one had been sold so far. Um, so he's trying to offload these studios. Um, so his counter offer to me inquiring if I could open up a new studio was, yeah, you can, you can buy a territory to build a studio in if you buy an existing studio, like one of his studios. I was like, interesting. Okay. Well that changes it totally because I don't know if we at the time we were like, do we have the money to buy one of these things? Like, what is what are they for sale for? Like, what? How do you press what? that? Right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so here we go. Send us some financials on the studio in Morena, 
Del Mar and um, I don't remember the other one we did. I think maybe just those two actually. Um, so he sends us the financials and we made a best decision on which one we thought would work well for where we live and that's in Coronado, um, where the other studios we would want to be and if they would um, complement it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so for instance, if we got Morena, mm-hmm. um, do we, we'd want to build a studio like in Point Loma, so like we did, or in La Jolla or both, and those three would complement each other because they're in the same area, so to speak, like in a little triangle. Or if we bought Del Mar and then someone else bought Morena, and then we had these other two territories. But yeah, it, anyway, yeah. we just kind of made the best decision, which was Morena for us. I love how you guys were, were thinking really strategically right off the bat. Uh, you know, you, you knew that one location was good, but you knew that one location may not be enough. I mean, there's a reason why you wanted to expand and grow and build exactly, and, and build more. So you're already thinking about having this little cluster strategy, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's exactly being able to manage it. Just is it per your location? Is, is that why you wanted the cluster strategy or? That's a really good question because um, what it comes down to, what it came down to for us and what it still is today is where your instructors are kind of bouncing around to. Ah. You want to be able to kind of, in our situation in Club Pilates, we share instructors amongst the two studios right now. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah. So if we took Del Mar um, and say we opened Liberty Station, we would have to do a whole brand new hiring process Mm. because so many of those instructors live so far north um, and Del Mar works great for them. Where with Morena, when we opened up Liberty Station, I mean, I think I had to hire maybe two instructors out of, you know, the potential amount of positions probably would have been like four or five instructors total. It was just so easy. So how did you know to think about all this? Did someone advise you or? Just being an instructor and working in Club Pilates before, since I was an instructor, I of course worked at a studio that was closest to me and would not consider subbing at a shit at a studio that was so far away. So yeah, that just kind of being involved just made me a little bit more aware of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, that, that's probably a smart strategy for um, uh, concepts in, in different categories too. You know, if you're talking about food, I, I don't want to speak, yeah, we'll, we'll have to speak to a franchisee in that space to know, mm-hmm. but I'd imagine if you're sharing suppliers or uh, exactly and, and employees, that's another, you know, that's another resource, a shared resource to consider, I'd imagine. But Absolutely. I'm glad you touched upon that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I wonder, would you recommend anyone getting started, start thinking about more than one location right off the bat? Because I wonder if that's for, to someone that might be overwhelming, right? Yeah. Um, my friend that owns them in Orange County, she was like, I mean, if you're going to do one, why not do multiple? You know, it's like, it's, and then later on, I heard, um, this quote, which I'm not sure if I'll, if I'll nail it totally, but it's something like, 
one studio is one studio, two studios is three studios, and three studios is having two studios, if that makes sense. So having two studios is somehow more work. It feels like you have three, where mm -hmm. if you have three studios, somehow it like builds itself and it's like a lot easier. And that's a quote from them. And I was like, wow, I can't wait to feel that quote and actually live through it and understand it. But <laughs> it didn't feel like that for a little bit. <laughs> It, like sounds, it sounds like children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I have two. I don't have three. But everyone who says uh, when you have a third, it's just that that third one just comes along with you. Just tack, tack, tack it right on. And that's I, exactly I you, with two. It's it's like having two and a half or three. So yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that's where it comes from. Then that must be where the quote comes from. Is from kids. Yeah, yeah, probably. So yeah, do multiples. I mean, why not? <laughs> okay, good. So you looked at the existing locations that Anthony had mm -hmm. and you figured out that you could uh, possibly architect this territory, right? So you, but, and then you started with, let, let's, let's go to the point where you decided to say, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to buy the Morena location. Mm -hmm. So we buy it from Anthony. Um, that was a pretty long process going through, um, the SBA loan. Do you want me to go into like that depth or sure, to sure. what? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so, so it's just, I had always thought it was so interesting because for so long I was like, well, how much are we going to pay for it? And we were talking to them for so long before. So we're talking financing right now, right? We're talking, yeah. this, is, this is a big concern, a big question for so many. Do you have to have cash up front? What does it take to get a loan? What kind of loan? Yes. Okay, go ahead. It's, yeah. And I'm, I can be as transparent as I can be on this one because I felt like um, it was it was just interesting. It was interesting going through the process. So we look at the financials. We look at how much the studio is doing in a year, and they they provided it for us. And granted, they're not perfect financials. Like I don't think very many businesses have impeccable financials for a full year. Um, so we have it. And then we did a, um, the industry standard is a multiplier of three. So whatever the studio does in one year, you would multiply it by three. Is and that would be revenues. the price. And yes. this is revenues. Okay. So that would be like what the price is of the studio. So and this is when you're buying an existing location as opposed to correct starting one on your own, paying the franchise fee. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Did you pay the franchise fee because you were buying an existing location or were you able to bypass that? Bypass that. Okay. Just okay. paid for what the studio is worth. And then we had to do uh, two franchise fees for the two other locations that sure. we wanted. Okay. So um, we get a price for the studio. We take it and we apply for an SBA loan. Um, we get approved for an SBA loan. They appraise the business. They approve you for a certain amount. And then you have to put down um, somewhere around maybe 10 or 20% down. I can't totally remember, but you, we had to put some cash down mm -hmm. to get it. So mm -hmm. then we get issued an SBA loan and then we now own a studio. It literally went from like one day we don't own a studio, the next day we own one. And it's like, Wow. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So, um, 
lots of lots of stuff to learn um owning one that's already up and running so just kind of got my feet wet and went in um yeah and then now, did you have to go through training and uh, you know a lot of the franchisors have a have a university you know a week long training and yep so they um corporate has a general manager training so it's basically like a general manager how to run the studio um how to work sales blah 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 training so i definitely went to that and then they also have like a franchisee training so it's like welcome to owning a studio or you know franchise rights like here's how it's gonna look so um definitely went to both of those okay and in those do they run you you know i know the finances again are are really really important did they run you through um a lot of the the bookkeeping and the financials and some of the key metrics to keep in mind, you know, just to make sure that you have a, you know, healthy indicators of, of <laughs> is your business doing well or not? I mean, yeah. I know it may seem obvious, but this is, this is scary to a lot of people. And, and Brie, when we spoke a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned some, some metrics that I wasn't familiar with that are specific to uh, gyms and membership. So what did you know about that before? You know, what what metrics did I did I mention? Talking about uh, something about membership numbers, and oh okay, uh, yeah, recurring memberships. Oh EFT, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So the corporate office takes you through this whole um, like here are numbers that. Well, I mean, they give you benchmark numbers where it's like if you're in the soft opening phase, because the training that I went through was very directed towards um, how to open a studio from the ground up. Because at the time, most people in those trainings were from Florida, you know, Texas, blah, 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 wherever. And they were all building studios from the ground up where I was the like oddball out that had taken ownership of an already existing studio. So I'm like sitting in those trainings and I'm like, well, I don't have to worry about opening up a studio for however long. So, um, so yeah, they take you through all these metrics about, um, how many members you should have at soft opening, how many members you should have at grand opening. And then, um, yeah, just all the metrics, like here's your conversion rate from when, how many leads you get in versus how many people need to convert to becoming a member at your studio. Um, so yeah, they take you through all that. Oh, that's great. And did they have some benchmarks set up for you already? Say, hey, you know, based on these other locations, these are what some of the conversion rates, meaning people who are leads who actually become members, like these are some benchmarks to look into. This is a baseline. Yes. Yeah. They, yep. yeah. So they had that, but, um, at the time corporate was still forming also and becoming, they were pretty, I feel like they were in their infancy for sure, trying to figure out how to help all the franchise owners. So for me, I, they were like, we're going to help you, but we're trying to help everyone else. That's like starting with zero members, you know, and you already have X number of members type stuff. So 
And did you have any lead flow coming into it? Lead flow? Like, did you have any leads? Because that's, I mean, I know a lot of people are starting from scratch like the other franchisees were and you weren't. But that's something I hear a lot about someone who's considering, okay, I'm opening. How am I going to get the business? Do you have people queued up to come in? I mean, aside from your membership base, was there a, you know, a steady stream of new interest from new members or? Back then, so like a year and a half ago, 2016, um, I would say from July 2016, which is when we took ownership to um, like January of 2017, we did grassroots marketing. So that's how we were getting our leads. So like Mm -hmm. taking flyers to like a Starbucks and like putting them on the community board and interacting with other businesses and corporations and trying to get memberships. I mean, it was, it was like the olden days. It feels like now we're, um, we're in February of 2017. Somehow, I don't know where it happened, but some owner in Club Pilates like found a guy that would do social media marketing and generate leads for us. So that's where, I mean, and in the year that we've had it now, I mean, it's changed a lot, but now we re- rely heavily on Facebook marketing. I mean, oh, and does he do it for all of the uh, locations across the franchise or just, just yours? There's, um, there's about three or four different vendors. So companies that, um, that do the Facebook marketing, it just depends on which one. I mean, there's, there's tons of companies out there that do it, but corporate only gives us um, about three or four different of approved vendors because you want the vendor to stay on brand and not mm-hmm. be like, Oh, I think that it'd be really cool if club Pilates did this and like mm-hmm. totally change. Like even if they changed the font of our brand logo, right. you know, it's like, right. it's off. So we have, we have vendors that we pick from. So it's working pretty well. It's working well. Yeah. Yeah. A lot better. So just to give you a little comparison back then, I think we were getting like maybe 30 leads a month. And if we, we were getting like 30, so that's 30 people a month saying that they're interested in doing Pilates. So it's like, okay, we got to go set up a tent at like a, a marathon race or get our name out there somehow, you know, get people's name phone number and email somehow, like, how do we get that? (laughs) Um, we're now, I think we're getting like, I think we get maybe like 130 leads a month now. So it's like the leads are just like pouring in compared to what it used to be, which is a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. So once you got started, um, the doors opened, was it everything that you had hoped? And, and is it now, you know, flexibility, upward potential? I mean, right. And you, you also mentioned there, there have definitely been some highs and lows, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is everything I ever, I've ever wanted. I love it. Um, it was a roller coaster of highs and lows to get here. And by here, I mean, like in this moment, I love where I'm at. Um, but I 
am not happy with where, like, I don't feel um, satisfied with like, you know, just kind of cruising and not doing anything else. Obviously we're still growing and working really hard to um, grow both studios, but I am stoked on this life outside of the corporate office. <laughs> and, and you, so you have more flexibility at the same time. What's, what's your workload like? <laughs> it's so funny. It's like someone, my aunt asked me one time, she was like, so how often, like how many hours a week do you work? And I was like, I thought for a long time, I was like, I honestly can't tell you. I don't know. Um, <laughs> because it's just so patchy. Like I'll do this and then I do something else and then I go do this and then I go for a run and then I do this and then I go get grocery. I don't know. So um, my workload is lots of email answering. So dealing a lot with emails, um, payroll, but I just hired someone to do that now. So that's good. Um, now it's kind of, now it's, it's getting to the point where it's a little bit more hands-off and I'm just working with like my manager to help her do her job as best as she can. So really what it is. So you're working a lot, but it's work you love and it's sounds like it's kind of intermingled with your life. It's, but you, you didn't want a block of time of nine to five as many people don't want that either. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I bet it's really rewarding also to see the kind of impact you're making. You know, it's not just you growing a business, but you're giving opportunities to all of these instructors. You're creating jobs. Yes. And not to mention the impact. I mean, shoot, you own a you own Pilates studios. So yeah, I mean, I am, I am very loyal to the studio, not a Pilates studio, but another fitness studio up here that I attend. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a part of my day and it, it helps me, helps me energetically think clearly. I know I'm preserving my strength and, you know, as I age, I'm not that old now, but as I age, you know, I got to take better and better care of myself so I can be there for my family. And, yeah, and myself. So you're 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 obviously having a great impact, and so that's I'm sure exciting. Yeah, I am. I was just talking to a member yesterday at Liberty Station, and she is just she's she's gonna be a lifer. She's gonna be with us forever, and it just she just can't stop talking about like how much she loves Pilates and how much of an impact it's made on her life and it just gives me goosebumps and like makes me like tear up like just so like oh my god it's like that's what I that is why I do this like this mm -hmm. that's worth it to me to be like yeah grinding out you know yeah. all the work behind the scenes and then I love yeah. that and you know I as a prospective franchisee um, I imagine that's one of the things you want to look for if you're going to buy a brand, start talking to the customers, right? And, oh, yeah. and, and hear what they say. If you have passionate people who just love the ice cream or, you know, love the, yeah. who are speaking highly, that's a good sign. If they don't have that, then, you know, you might want to think twice because the business exactly. is only going to be as successful as the, you know, the people who love the products and services. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if I may, how deep do you mind going into some of the lows that you had? You said there were highs and lows. Yeah. 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 Um, I would say 
I've had um, some pretty serious lows where I'm like, there's just like, I don't know what I was thinking doing this. Like I am not cut out for this. I majored in health and exercise science. I have no business background. I have no manager, no people managing experience, no HR experience, nothing. So, I mean, I've had those moments where I'm like, why, why did I think that I could do this? Like, this is just, I mean, I, and I've had moments where I'm like, I, we need to sell. I don't want to open a third one. I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll, I'd want to sell them and just go back to teaching Pilates. And like, that's like, that's for me. Um, yeah. And I've had, luckily I have a really, really supportive husband and (laughs) he's put up with those lows and he's, um, he's definitely encouraged me that there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, you, there's tough moments and then there's those really glorifying moments. So to hang in there. (laughs) And what are the so, and I mean, I think that's so common. We all go through our ups and downs and especially as entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, so aside from your husband being supportive, which is fantastic, uh, what, what gets you to switch? Like, how do you personally move from that moment of, I don't know if I can do this. Let's just keep it simple and be an instructor. Say, okay, I'm going to, you know, Brie, you know, I'm thinking when I tell myself, okay, Aaron, Aaron, this is, this is you. You got to get yourself out of this space, right? What do you do? What are your tricks? Um, I, it's same. Um, I know that it comes from within. Like there isn't, if I feel this way, there's no external factor that's going to change it. Like I have to change it from within. And I am a huge believer in the universe and the law of attraction. So I read those books all the time. but. Um, like right now I'm reading this book called ask and it is given. Um, so that one's, it's just such a good one to kind of, it has like these games or processes that kind of change your tune of like how you're feeling. Um, so I definitely turn to those books and those processes a lot to be like, okay, I might be feeling down about this, but let me look back at like all these other things that I've accomplished and this is how I know that like, this is going to work out. Okay. You know, so that's how I do it. <laughs> I love that. That's such a good tip. What I've been doing lately is, is turning on Gary V's podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. Listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, he's pretty explicit. Yes, he is. <laughs> but you know what? There's, there's just something about it. It gets me pumped. It's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, do this, get out of this mindset. And yeah, he's tough go love. For it, shit <laughs> it. And yeah, there, there are some others that I listen to, but that's, mm-hmm. that's one of my tricks. So, hey, you know, we all have to have that, that toolkit that we reach into. Yeah. You know, when we're having our, our, our rough spots, our rough times. Yep. Yeah, that's, for sure. That's okay. mine. I'd have to try Gary V. Yeah. Audio experience. <laughs> so, what, uh, when your husband says, Hey, just see the light out of the, the end of the hun- tunnel, excuse me. What is the light? Like, when will it be enough? And you'll say, okay, yes, I've done this. I've done <laughs> where I feel satisfied. <laughs> um, I don't think, um, I don't think I'll ever totally feel that way where I'm like, I'm finally here. Like I finally made it, you know? 
Um, I'm just, I just always want to be better and better and better and better. Um, but maybe when I feel a little bit more, maybe relaxed, I guess would be, um, maybe once we have the third studio open and now we're just kind of like, okay, now these are like our three babies. Like this is, this is all we have to work with now. So let's just make the most of them. So I love that. And how long, and when was your first studio? When did you purchase it? How long ago? July 1st, 2016. Wow. So in less than two years, you've gone from one to two and now you're working on three. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully by the end of this year, it's open. So <laughs> love it. Congrats. Well, I'll be following Thanks. you. Yeah. Okay. So could we just end? I have some, I mean, of course I could, I, I realize I could talk to you about this for, for hours, <laughs> but in the interest of keeping this in a digestible format, can we, let's just go ahead and um, end on a few questions. Sure. All right. So what is the best business advice you've ever received? Oh, that's a good one. Um, oh my gosh. I've had so much that I don't know if I can pick just one. Um, that one I might have to pass on just for a second. Yeah, Maybe no problem. Back to that. I hear you. I, I definitely put you on the spot there. <laughs> What would you, so let's go to the next one. What would you recommend uh, a woman considering buying a franchise? Uh, what would you recommend to her who's considering this? What should she do? Um, she wants to look in to the franchise um, as a whole. She wants to look into, um, my best example would be like one of my friends was looking at um, franchising a yoga studio that only had maybe a 2% franchise fee mm -hmm. um, that she would be paying. So uh, why am I blanking on what that's called right now? Um, royalties. Yeah. Royalties, a 2% royalty. And she compared to club Pilates, which I think is 8% um, total, which includes 2% towards marketing. Um, she was like, yeah, that sounds like so much better, but the biggest take home would be how much support are you going to get with 2%? You know, that doesn't sound like you're going to get this huge support system with marketing and, you know, all these different um, departments of support. So look into that and uh, compare the ROIs on some of those, you know, which one is going to have the best ROI for you. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. So meaning you're going to spend a certain amount up front. Mm -hmm. How much are you going, like what, what are the projections of what are you going to make per month, per year in year exactly. one versus year two? Exactly. Yes. Year three. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and that's something that we'll get into in another episode where we're, we're going to talk to some experts about the finances and how to look at the books and how to look at what the franchise ors provide you in their in their FDD and, and their other documentation. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really good. Good. Point. Yeah. Good advice. Cool. Uh, what other, well, you mentioned one of them, you mentioned your friends. Are there any other female franchisees that you know who are rocking it club Pilates or, or anything else? Yeah. That we should um, talk to speaking specifically. Yeah. You should talk to my friend, Emily Hammett. And okay. uh, she does, I mean, we have a, we have a huge Facebook group of 
Club Pilates franchise owners that we could hook you up with. But I would say Emily, um, she is absolutely crushing it. Her and her husband, um, they are crushing it. They just opened their fourth studio and Mm -hmm. she is my business sensei. She is the one that I go to for every question I have. Um, I mean, she is, she is sharp. So love it. Talk to her. Emily, we're coming for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, Brie, just to give, give a little love back because you've given us so much. Do you want to share with our listeners some promotions that you have going on at Club Pilates? If anyone wants to test out the one, the, uh, one of your studios on Marina or at, in Liberty Station. Oh, we're talking about San Diego, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we're doing 18% off your first three months, um, which is such an awesome deal. We're doing 18% because it's 2018. Um, but it's such a huge promotion because we don't offer that much of a discount, um, unless we're in a soft opening of a studio. So these are open studios and we're giving you like a brand new opening studio price bonus. So tremendous value. I mean, and, and really who can put a price on the value of, of health, right? Oh yeah, exactly. Body, spirit, it all starts there. Yep, exactly. <laughs> awesome. And is there anyone anywhere else that they can uh, they can find you? We, uh, I, I, I see that you have, uh, excuse me, Yelp profiles. You have Facebook pages for both both of the locations. And I was perusing through there, and I noticed it's really uh, great to see what some of the mem- members are saying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and we have an Instagram page also. Oh, good. Videos, so. Yes, yeah. all right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put all of that information in our show notes so our listeners can go, they can check it out, see what we're talking about, see what you're up to, as well as uh, a link to the promotion. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Wow, what a story. Talk about a woman who's crushing it in the franchise world. I mean, I know that Brie only has two studios now, but with the mindset that she has, the success, the support system, the determination, imagine where she'll be in three to four years. I will definitely be keeping tabs on her and, and following up and hopefully bringing that story back. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe so that you can hear more. We're going to be bringing, bringing to you more episodes like this. We'd also like to hear from you if you have ideas for other guests that might be great for the show. If you're curious about learning more, you can always find us on FranchiseRising.com. You can also follow us in the social media world, whatever your social media channel of choice is, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Just go to the handle at Franchise Rising. And then finally, I just want to acknowledge, I know we're all busy. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to this show. And we hope that you will continue to listen in and that we will continue to bring you value. Thanks again and have a great day.